Welcome back to the New Rockstars Debrief. We loved all the feedback we got on the new name, and a couple of you even spotted the Easter egg. Here's what it was. The first letters of the words in the name New Rockstars Debrief are N-R-D. Nerd, right? Nerd. Yeah, that was it. Just kind of let the E slip in there. If you uh, thought it was the lightning bolt in our logo that's been there for about three years, thanks for catching up, though. The lightning bolt was very insulted. (laughs) She's been doing her best to stand out and sparkle. Uh, But uh, what are we learning about today? Uh, Well, today we're talking about this new Black Widow movie news and this whole idea of uh, R ratings in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. How will that change the Marvel world as we know it? We also got uh, some big news about the Batman movie that (laughs) uh, always in production never a a hero uh, movie that will come eventually and some news about whether or not R2-D2 has a girlfriend all the bots want to know I mean, R2-D2 is a bit of a flirt. I don't see that one settling down. I'm Eric Voss. Joining me today is Philip Molina. Hi, this is me, Philip Molina. That's Philip. And I'm Eric. (laughs) You guys know that, right? (laughs) You know us. Okay, great. Uh, uh, So you want to know what I've heard? Yeah, well, uh, this is, in case you haven't heard, this is a a podcast, right? Yeah, speaking of heard, right? Uh, You can hear this now without having to look at us. Uh, It's because it's available as a podcast now. You guys have been demanding that for a long time, and we took it personally because we thought it was about our appearance. Uh, (laughs) But then we caved, uh, and you can find our audio version now on the Himalaya app, or also uh, where you get Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's like a million services, Stitches, uh, uh, Creeper, uh, all of them. Uh, If you're homeless listening to someone else in their car uh but if uh uh you got it from the himalaya app it actually literally supports our own podcast so we really appreciate if you got it there it's got a kind of like youtube style thing they're doing Mm -hmm. there it's a little bit more like a podcast with a community built into it you can subscribe leave comments for us uh on there and then we actually can review them and address them in the next episode it feels like home there Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, that's good. Again, it literally supports us, which is why I feel really good at Bato and you. That's why it feels like home. Yeah, exactly. Homes are supportive. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, actually, Eric, what have you heard uh, in terms of this R rating stuff on McGuff? Okay, well, this is what is going on. The director of Marvel's standalone Black Widow movie, Kate Shortland, uh, she directed uh, film festival darlings like The Berlin Syndrome, and uh, the writer is Jack Schaefer, and she wrote and directed and produced the movie Timer. Uh, now, here's the deal about this. Uh, neither of these are like big budget crazy special effects movies um but black widow doesn't actually really have any uh, magical or superhuman abilities she's like a spy she's deadly uh with hand-to-hand combat um but also what's crazy both these movies are rated r and we're hearing mm. that the MCU's Black Widow movie might also be rated R. That's the word on the street, uh, according to gossip blogs. But people have been right about things before, so we kind of trust these sources. So uh, what do we think this means? Why do we think this movie, this Black Widow movie, might benefit from an R rating? Well, first, first of all, I want to acknowledge it probably is just the first of a number of R-rated Marvel movies mm-hmm. to come. I know we want to get into that, too. But yeah. specifically, Black Widow yeah, imagine Black Widow not as an R-rated movie. That's boring as hell. It's it's a spy movie, uh, and we we've seen spy movies that can be fun and not be R-rated. But once it's it's like a serious one where people die and 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 you know assassinations are happening, mm-hmm. it's like if you cut away from the assassination or something. Also, I mean, uh, not because it's Black Widow, but because it's part of the spy genre. Sex is usually a big part of mm-hmm. them. You know, ag- again, it's just like everything would feel, I think, like neutered when the spy genre is such an adult one. I mean, obviously Ian Fleming set it up that way to mm-hmm. be kind of like a, a man's fantasy uh, of what he could be like, 
but that kind of stuck with it and how the genre works. Yeah, I think with an R rating, this is a real opportunity to let us see what Black Widow can really do. You know, as a member of an ensemble and as a member of the Avengers, she's just someone on the ground level who like gets in a good punch every now and then and has like strong relationships with the other characters. We can't really see the extent of her abilities. And as a former KGB operative, she's deadly. She's really one of these people who uh, wears the black hat and the white hat. And that's something that the movies have addressed with like Black widow dealing with her past and and dealing mm. with that guilt she's had blood on her hands i got right on my ledger you know it's what right. she says but uh, we've never actually seen her be able to do that so with an r rating you can really explore the levels of violence and the levels in, of intensity and adult themes if you look at a show like the americans on I'm fx about the americans yeah too. They, it's an incredibly it. violent show yeah. like you can't that's not like a pg-13 or uh, 14 ages or older uh, show to why it's really like an r rating i would say right. hard r right with uh, with everything new and violence yeah I mean they they should have a number of headshots in that uh, now I want to paint a picture of like what the movie we're talking about here because uh, I think it's very easy for us to say like oh it should be R-rated like people say that all the time about every movie but I, I want you to remember what it was like to watch uh, The Bourne Identity mm. uh, and The Bourne Supremacy and a lot of those first uh, Bourne, Bourne movies uh, the idea of assassins going after each other. There's a story with Black Widow where when the USSR is breaking up, uh, the government decides to eliminate its uh, assassins and, and they're going to take her out. Mm. And so it's other assassins are hunting her. One, I think that that's a good story for this movie because it has her breaking away from the villainous USSR, it's mm. usually, as it's usually established. Uh, it'd be weird if like she's like trying to take down America for the whole movie. Right, yeah. But if, <laughs> Hard to root for her. In that yeah, case, exactly. Yeah. But if, uh, yeah, she's like a, a bot, a Russian bot. So. <laughs> but uh, if she's uh, being hunted by her own government, then you're going to have that thing where the it, it, the reason I reference Bourne is because Bourne is being hunted by the other people that are like him. And those fights are like insane. Like the, the blood that is pouring out of these, these two people by the end is is pretty realistic to like yeah if you have two amazingly trained assassins trying to take each other out they're going to cause some damage so i want you to compare that to maybe alias uh. where alias was i thought a very fun tv show um very great uh, uh action in it but it almost had this air of like there's this protective bubble around jennifer garner where like she would like take some hits or whatever and then like have a bruise on her forehead mm -hmm. i think like there was a there was an implication that they pulled out her teeth once, mm. but like she like spit out like a little bit of red or whatever. But it, you don't actually like feel that she's ever actually in danger. And I think we want to see that like we do in the Bourne movies where we feel those face punches. Yeah, and I think it, it all comes back to making Black Widow the most active version of the character that she can really be and letting her spread her wings in a movie. Uh, and her backstory is very dark. Uh, Philip was going into it. There's also some elements of her backstory where she was uh, forced to be sterilized so that she yeah. couldn't have a family or Which couldn't have kids. Which they've alluded to before, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they... Yeah, she, has, to, she yeah. must have some real major uh, demons and some major trauma from that that they could really explore in this kind of movie yeah i also think that uh like we were kind of teasing before a little bit like this is really just an entry point for marvel into the r-rated genre so that's something i, I really want to discuss here for a second yeah. and pick your brain about too is what does it mean if we've essentially like uh broken the seal on r-rated uh movies uh, specifically in the mcu obviously we've had r-rated marvel properties with deadpool and uh with logan uh, but to me, Logan's just that perfect example, right? When we saw that R-rated Logan, we were like, right, Wolverine, mm -hmm. not, uh, you know, the candy version of, of Wolverine. Mm -hmm. uh, is that a phrase people say? The candy, candy version of candy so, something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't want to use that it. word because this yeah. is rated G. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it 
when Logan came out, we were like, yeah, Wolverine is his powers are to like aside from generating healing are to like destroy someone's yeah. flesh. Right. If they ever show that, it's got. I remember they couldn't uh, before they couldn't show the blood of an exit wound of Wolverine. Wolverine would like right. slice through you and and come out, and you were like inside. You were all water. Yeah, it was like <laughs> that. Uh, or that movie. What was it? House of a Thou- House of a uh, Glass. The or? one where the wait Ghost Ship does the same Ghost thing Ship too. does the same thing. Yeah. Where they slice through you, and there's like a second where you're still alive, and then your body slides off like sliced meat. Yeah, and it's yeah. D- delicious. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah. You Ghost if it's an uh, errant wire. It's, yeah, it's just one of those, uh, yeah, Final Destination wires found its way into another cinematic universe. Yeah, they gotta get less wires in film. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I think, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, with Logan was such a great script to read because, you know, uh, the right. Joe, or Mangold, James Mangold wrote mm-hmm. this whole thing at the beginning, like, the fights are gonna be, like, real fights. And if you've ever, like, gone to a boxing match or, like, been in a, uh, in a room where there's a fight happening, like, to hear the sound of a punch hitting flesh is, like, disgusting. Right. Like you can, it's like wet. You can yeah. hear like like muscle getting uh, bruised. Like it's not a good sound to hear like a fist land on flesh. It's it's disgusting. So it's it was great in Logan to see that kind of whole sound design, all that violence. That's a he, great so example. You guys should uh, look up. You can find that script pretty easily. Logan uh, script and that opening that Eric's talking about. It not only talks about how the the violence is going to be real. I think I remember there being a part there that said like this isn't going to be a superhero movie with like these huge. Uh, uh, CGI sequences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that if you applied that paragraph directly to Black Widow specifically, it makes perfect sense. Where it's like, what she's going to be caught in like a Doctor Strange d- a dimension or something. Like that's not that wouldn't fit her. So they do have to find it somewhere else. And yeah. just like Logan found it, it's kind of in the direct violence. The reason I'm excited about this idea, you're mentioning the way R-rated movies could affect all the Marvel right. world. They, Disney's brand is family friendly, of course, but they have Touchstone Pictures. They have these adults sub brands underneath the studio yeah Disney they, Nights yeah or yeah, uh, yeah. yeah or Marvel Max was an idea that they yeah, gonna, yeah. My, Disney After Dark up. was yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's the one we want to see but yeah. they have a total license to release it could still be like a Marvel property but it's released through Touchstone Pictures so people don't see that Disney Cinderella's Castle with Tinkerbell oh, and they're right, like right. oh that's, my god why are people murdering each other so they have a way that they can do this from a business sense also Disney's acquiring Fox there's no reason why they have to break up the Fox studio it can just still be the Fox brand and and they can release movies under the Fox name. It's just they get all the money. and uh, It's a valuable brand, Fox is. It'd be crazy for them to break it up. But what's great is this models what comics have already done. Comics started something that was kid-friendly, family-friendly, and then as comic readers started to get older and they wanted more sophisticated stories, you started to have some darker stories like Watchmen come out in the 80s and Batman started murdering people in certain (laughs) comics. Like you had What If comics where things got really dark. You had like Venom and Carnage. Mm-hmm. Uh, things got incredibly violent. I mean, there's cannibalism in, in those. Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, another storyline that's just popping up in, in my head. Uh, so the the X Men universe being absorbed. You know, which by the way, I think in one year we're going to be having this conversation about the new casting of Wolverine or whatever. Like it's it is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. It it has a lot of violence in it. It has you know sexual violence. It has cannibalism. Uh, the House of M storyline mm-hmm. could be great for if you wanted to bring in a Scarlet Witch. But like a lot of people die. You know, yeah. like. 
it, it'd be interesting to do it in a way that wasn't as tidy as everyone getting turned into dust. Right. And all we want to see is like more diversity in different kinds of stories. And this is the way you can do it. It doesn't mean the end of family-friendly Avengers team-up movies or the end of like Spider-Man movies. And the way that comics right now have a ton of different kinds of stories. If you're a kid, there's stuff for you. If you're an adult who wants right. like more like literature type stories with more adult themes, there's a place for that as well. I like with things like Infinity War, like that was the first big movie comic crossover event that felt like what Marvel Comics were trying to do. All your characters in a movie together. And the fact that it worked, I think, is a good sign that what people like about comics can also be what people like about these kind of movies, too. And that includes like having some serious um, adult comic book adaptations. I mean, Watchmen did come out, but I think it was a bit ahead of its time. It had some weird adaptation right. issues. But now maybe like the Watchmen series on HBO has right. like a chance because people are more willing to digest these kind of stories with superheroes. Yeah, or if they're not, now it'll exist and a gradient where like fine you have your your kind of movie you know new mutants maybe would mm -hmm. get to be like a hard r i don't think it is but a yeah. horror movie uh -huh. like everyone has their there's a home for every genre inside of marvel instead of i know a lot of people when dcu uh, eu came out and it was like we're going hard dark fast and it was the concept of they're only going to be that that I think turned everybody off. But Marvel is kind of like Disney, right? Disney has a home for everything. I think Marvel does too. Yeah, and Disney is going to need to build up all these brands because it's impossible to just be one like size fits all with your stories. Like people say, oh, Disney's a family friendly brand, so they have to do certain things. It's like no, they're a major corporation right. that wants to hit all four quadrants of people who watch movies, and they certainly don't want to make the same kind of yeah. movie every year. And there's tons. There's tons of overlap i mean ourselves included but also i remember the first mp3 uh my brother ever downloaded and showed me was donald duck getting a bj and he was like look at you can download these kinds of things now people can be interested in both is my point yeah uh <laughs> whatever your interests are uh you don't have to worry about tumblr not hosting it anymore disney will host it for you <laughs> um but this is exciting let us know what you think about um r-rated uh, marvel movies do you want to see them all in a separate um different studio so if you know if it's touchstone or fox you know it can be r-rated or are you okay with all the movies just uh, coming out as they are yeah and i'm really interested to know what you guys think leave it leave it in the comments uh, either on youtube or on himalaya of uh, what stories can be done now to yeah. break the seal on R-rated movies in the MCU. Yep. Uh, we're going to move on to our weekly trivia question. Uh, as always, we're going to ask this question. We want to hear... the same question every same week. Question we get it wrong every, every week. Time. <laughs> we'll figure as it always. out eventually. Yeah. We have the 51st date syndrome where, you know, we just got get reset. Memento is another example of a movie. The, uh, <laughs> so is Apocalypse Now. The is winner, also a movie? <laughs> between the two of us, whoever gets a closer answer will uh, get to do our goodbyes. And the loser is going to have to do some silly gesture that hopefully someone online will turn into an animated GIF. Uh, Uh, we'll it's happened it maybe twice. Yeah, maybe twice. <laughs> Most of the time, it's like people who work here who have to turn to a gift. <laughs> but hey, it'll catch on. Um, so our question is, what is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time? Ooh. That is an interesting question. I have some ideas. Um, so uh, I saw a chart where apparently like most movies that have been made in any given year are R-rated. I always really? thought like PG-13 was like the bulk of the movies that are made. Most movies are like these art house movies that have like nudity or some kind of violence. And over the years that has declined or it's gone up and down. And they show the chart of like what the share is of a, 
of rated movies. I think uh, we're, we're both writing down our answers, by the way, if you want to uh, write yours down on your arm at home. Uh, I think that the, um, the reason for that is that it's actually harder to keep things like, I don't know, it, to censor yourself in this very particular way that the MPAA defines uh, oh, yeah. for ratings, where it's like, like counting your F-bombs. Like, that's just the kind of thing yeah. that like your average writer, for, for, I'm thinking indie films probably are what pushes right. toward R rating. Yeah, and speaking of indie, it was an indie film, right? It was Temple of Doom. Uh, that uh, was the first time where oh, they created, right. that, you that was PG films <laughs> indie film, right? Yeah, yeah. there's, 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 a series there's of always this like Sundance. I'm like, why is Sundance all Indiana Jones movies? <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, um, Temple of Doom has like some very violent graphic mm-hmm. scenes. And after that, I think the MPAA is like, we need to create a category of what a difference between PG and PG-13 is. Because that was like rated PG. Jaws was rated PG. A lot of these like older right. violent movies where a lot of like right the shark things. cusses constantly <laughs> yeah. in that. Yeah, you see full frontal shark nudity in that. Yeah, Donna is like a censoring yeah. sound. So I guess it's if you think a lot of people are making movies, directors, writers, they're they're adults who like want to tell their kind of stories, and you gotta it's harder to make a story that kids will enjoy that's safe for them. So that Ugh, might be boring. Why. Yeah, <laughs> not interested. Well, Philip, uh, what have you heard from this week? What's the news? When you're well, in? okay, so you know that I'm constantly uh, digging up Batman news because it's yes. uh, my favorite thing to to listen about or to read about. So I uh, I've got two actually uh, kind of interesting things here. Uh, first up, uh, exciting update is just the like. It feels like we just get uh, a lot of Joker news. We get nonstop Joker news, yeah. Joker movies, yeah. but we haven't gotten that much actual official details about the Batman movie, yeah. uh, the Matt Reeves one, uh, who Matt Reeves like coming off of just like hit after hit movie, and I've been so excited, and he's the one that we're not hearing anything about. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're finally hearing, first off, it's definitely happening. It's going to be released in 2021. Okay. Uh, so we'll each be 21 that year. Oh, That's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, just very exciting. We'll, we'll share a, a cocktail. Yes. Uh, and the movie itself... <laughs> Uh, the movie itself has been described as I've been, I feel like I've been pitching this for years uh, something that focuses on his detective skills uh, world's I've greatest like, detective yeah, yeah he's the world's greatest detective that means like better than Sherlock right, right? and there's a sh- multiple Sherlock franchises and yet we've never really gone down the detective path other than you see him sitting at a computer and he's like just hacking yeah he has a supercomputer who does all the sleuthing yeah, for him yeah the supercomputer is the world's yeah. greatest detective yeah. yeah or sometimes Alfred drops in the clue it's like you should have figured that out Batman yeah yeah uh, so I, I love a movie uh, set in a mystery, uh-huh. um, which some of the best uh, Batman comic stories are mysteries. And so, you know, they'll probably, ooh, I wonder if they'll adapt Hush maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of interesting options of things we haven't seen yet in cinema with him. Uh, but we hadn't heard much about it. So I was worried it wasn't going to happen but it, or, or something was going to go wrong, but it is going to happen. Good. Yes. But we also learned that Ben Affleck, yes, officially not going to be in it. He yeah. even tweeted like, you know, his, his best wishes about it. Uh, he was. That's such a far uh, distance. Look how far we've come on Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, he, he remember was... he was going to not only direct it, not only star in it. He was also writing the script. Yeah, he wrote a draft. Right? Yeah, yeah, he did write a draft. Right. And remember, I think he was saying like it was harder than he thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he's the Academy Award for writing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I can't wrap my head around this guy. He's not from Boston. <laughs> uh, but now uh, he's not even involved at all. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt Reeves himself is going to write and direct it. Uh, and then also, reportedly, they're looking for a younger version of Batman, which I think is fine. It was a little okay. weird that they started at the like forty-five uh, plus year old Batman with, with DC. Right, but that yeah. was the the Ben Affleck version. Uh-huh. Remember, like 
you know, Dick Grayson was dead. <laughs> just yeah. like, they were just like, let's just jump way ahead. Uh, no one wants Batman movies. Yeah. Uh, but I also heard this rumor, This and you guys have probably been hearing this too, that they're looking at unexpected casting for the role of Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Hmm. So, like, for instance, in my head, I'm into the idea of, like, um, a, uh, uh, ooh, who played uh, Bruce Banner originally? Uh, 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 not originally, originally. but Eric uh, Banner? Eric Banner, yeah. yeah like not Eric, Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I could see Lou Ferrigno yeah, as yeah. Batman. Yeah. Uh, no, Eric Banner has a great um, look of, like, oh, he looks really rich but has really sad eyes. Oh, yeah. And that, to me, has always been a Bruce Wayne en- energy. Turns out a lot of rumors are, like, Nah, don't even like think of your normal people. Like I heard Michael B. Jordan. Oh, uh, wasn't he brought up for Superman at some point? Michael B. Jordan yeah. is brought up for yeah. Wonder Woman. Everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is kind of playing everything. Mm. Uh, but Eric, uh, before we get to our other Batman news that I'm also excited about, uh, who do you think should play Batman next? Who would be? I'll challenge you. Also, though, since they're saying it's gonna be unexpected, the weirdest Batman. Well, we have like a lot of like uh, with things like Stranger Things and it. And uh, and Shazam as well. Like we have a lot of like young actors. Like we have the, uh, this era of people who are like mid teenage years, and they're really really good. Like uh, when we were growing up, every kid movie. If you go back and very watch recently, it, it's yeah right. We're <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, post millennials. There's uh, it's it's sometimes you watch kids, and it's always hard for me to watch child actors because they just don't have the skill set yet. It's rare, and if they are really good at it, then they're a bit. Creepy yeah. sometimes. Mom, like too good. Dad, are you dead? <laughs> uh, why are we gonna go outside today? Am yeah. I Superman now? Um, <laughs> but the uh, these kids now are freaking great. Yeah, like the Game of Thrones actors have been really good. I mean, no. Are dis- you setting up Millie Bobby Brown as Millie Bobby as Batman? <laughs> as Batman. Um, yeah, I mean, any of those kids in Stranger Things, uh, Finn Wolfhard, uh, Gatton Mat- Matarazzo is really good. <laughs> Would be adorable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the kid in um, in Shazam. Either of those were. Is it Ryder Strong and uh, oh, Jack right, Dylan Glazer? Uh, yeah, they're uh, yeah. He's in it. Um, he's in it. He's he's in it. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I, so there are some younger actors. They might be a little too young. Like some people brought up. Uh, you mean to, to play Grizzled Batman? <laughs> Grizzled Batman or any detective at all? It's, it's yeah, Encyclopedia probably, Brown Batman. Yeah. Well, who is the uh, the guy who didn't get cast as Solo that we thought would be good as Solo? Who's in Fault in Our Stars? Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort. He could be pretty. I like that guy. I think he's pretty good. You're going. You're going year one on, on yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. But if I, that's some kind of weird uh, option. I don't know. There's. Um, let's see. Uh, what about Michael Sarah or um, Michael Sarah hasn't been in anything in ten years because he's been bulking up for Batman. <laughs> that's my. That's <laughs> We're gonna my see him, but not gonna recognize him. What does a, a bulky Michael Sarah look like? Um, uh, Michael Rappaport. Uh, ben Nye. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ben Nye? <laughs> just some guy. Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Bill Nye. Uh, ben Nye's just some dude. Ben Nye's the history yeah. guy. Uh, uh, we got Rebel Wilson. We got Lindsay Lohan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those yeah, are yeah, some yeah. Uh, wild card choices. Um, yeah. Or they could go really super old. Wasn't that the last time we had this discussion? We're like, wow, let's just go real old. Clint like Eastwood Dumbledore old is exactly old. who Clint Eastwood is. Who I always imagined actually was playing. Ooh, this actually sucks. Yeah. Sucks very nicely into uh, my other Batman story. I always imagined that if they did a Batman Beyond movie, that mm. Clint Eastwood would play the older Batman. And now he's 165 years old, and he could still do it. I think. <laughs> uh, but side note: DC is apparently developing mm. an 
animated Batman Beyond movie. They've done one before, but it was a very, very long time ago. Yeah. Back when Batman Beyond was, was Return on of the, the Joker air. was yeah, that yeah exactly. Um, but also it had some like there there was also another one too. And like mm-hmm. they, what's so great about the Batman Beyond stories is that they it's almost like a where are they now they love to like play with like what happens to barbara gordon Mm. uh you know what happens to uh you know the family unit of the batman family yeah what happened to the Uh, robins uh tim drake and uh Uh, dick grayson it's always just so so interesting to see and also it has a little bit of that that feeling of um you know eric and i were were, you were both very obsessed with uh, the simpsons and there's that play out there that is based on if only one episode of the simpsons yeah the cape fear episode the cape fear episode of the simpsons if that was the only thing that was left behind of modern media and pop culture how it would affect the future if that yeah. was if what like a city that is completely founded on just the ideas of that right yeah, yeah. so batman beyond is set up far enough in the future where it like looks at like okay what if like the joker was this like figure that actually did all these things he almost would become like a religion and yeah then, like, the cult like, leader disciples like that, that would follow and stuff so it just has these like really interesting impacts so i'm really excited to see another uh movie from it obviously this is in direct response to uh into the spider-verse because they are talking about potentially doing this as a, a wider release, not just the yeah. um, the ones that I download every week on my Apple <laughs> Yeah, TV. well, they come out like three or four times a yeah, year. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, can you imagine if they hit it with that level of, like, intensity of, like, the, we're going to release a really good Batman Beyond movie. I love so Batman good. Beyond. Yeah. It's, it's not as good as Batman the animated series, like, the, the classic I mean, one, very, but it's different. the closest thing. Yeah, yeah and it's it, it has the same kind of aesthetic. Uh, it has its own, like, gothic aesthetic, and it feels very specific. The art design of the mm-hmm. show is really great, and the, the world building on that show was fantastic and it did feel like in a really good way like a derivative um but set in the same world um that that simpsons thing is and i I would love to i'm i'm super excited about this especially yeah with a with a wide release like uh, i hope that they do more of that not just you know the ones that are proven to be successful but yeah i think they can put some really good talent behind and really make it great I think it also has the benefit of, so Nightwing is a uh, character that is very interesting, very charming. Uh, you know, former Robin goes off and, and does his own thing. But it, one of the biggest obstacles that, that that character has is that he exists simultaneously with Batman mm-hmm. in just a different town. And it's like, yeah, you're Batman's sidekick. You went off and started your own thing. You're the J.C. Chazé of this situation <laughs> where there's always going to be Justin Batman Timberlake. Like, you can't, you can't outshine that guy. But with Terry, the, the character taking over the mantle of Batman way in the future, mm. like then he we get to have a new character who is kind of similar to uh, Dick Grayson, but has uh, a... disconnect of like it's not like other bruce wayne batman is going to show up and save the day right Uh, i would love to be the jc chazay of any situation you're the jc chazay of new rock stars (laughs) hey i'll take it (laughs) you're Uh, the best dancer um but there was uh, last week (laughs) was that what jay-z was he was the dancer of the group i always thought he had the falsettos the best Jay-Z, Jay-Z is a is, very different person. He's a jack Do you of think Beyonce's married to J.C. Chazé? Uh, let's move on. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Uh, what, what, uh, what have you heard uh, about uh, the DC Universe you were telling me earlier? Yeah, there's uh, this is like a great week for like DC news, yeah. knowing that the Batman is coming. But also, uh, we now have official word that James Gunn is writing and directing Suicide Squad 2, uh, which now, we suspected. what's he been up to? Because I feel like he's had a whole other franchise. He did have a whole other franchise about like uh, misfit uh, criminals banding together to uh, 
join their rivalry into it. That's not this. It's not this. It's a different universe uh, and huh. a supposedly family-friendly company that's about to do R-rated movies. But <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, so yeah, we we suspected since he was going to be writing this that he's going to also be directing it because that's how he works. Like with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that was it. Those movies. Oh, right. He he wrote and directed them. He picked the soundtracks for them. He's like an auteur. It's like his project. His it, it was called a James Gunn film, which mm-hmm. to get that a credit, joint. Yeah, a joint. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it means you have to have control over a lot of aspects, not just in the writing and directing, but over the whole project. Um, but we're hearing that the movie, and this is interesting, will be more of a reboot than a sequel. So they're going to feature mostly all new casts and characters and actors. So it's not going to be like new actors mm-hmm. playing Deadshot and Captain Boomerang and Killer Croc. They're going to feature new characters from the DC world, and he's just going to start with a blank slate. Yeah, um, I love that idea. I think it's the best way to go. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you at all on that. Yeah, there are some elements of Suicide Squad, the first movie that I liked. So Harley yeah. Quinn was great. I think Captain Boomerang had some good lines. There were some good jokes in there, uh, but there's just a lot. It was a big mess, and I and I kind of want James Gunn. It, he, I can imagine him taking elements from it. It's a mostly all-new cast. Yeah, yeah so yeah. sure, they'll, they'll bring some characters back, but one of the best reasons I honestly... I mean, I, I don't mind the character and I don't mind the actor, but Will Smith as, as Deadshot in that movie, from what I gather, it was one of the reasons why the movie felt like uh, it was Frankenstein together from a yeah. bunch of different things. It's when you have stars of that of that magnitude, I mean, it's like casting Tom Cruise, right? Right. Uh, he now has to be a huge part of the production and the creative. And I mean, that's not going to work with James Gunn. Yeah. he Like everyone in the Guardians cast truly, totally trusted James Gunn's vision right. for the project. And if you compare like what he did with the characters compared to the comics, there's like a 2014 or no, it was like 2011 is when the Guardians comics like re-released. The original like 70s Guardians comics were all over the place and they weren't particularly popular. So he was able to take things that he could really like redefine and didn't really have to stay sacred to certain things. So I think he's a guy who's always better off taking things from the ground up and starting mm-hmm. with his own vision of things and kind of almost pretending like the first movie didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, uh, you know, I, I compare him to uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller mm-hmm. because they also have this thing where it's like, we're going to reinvent your universe for you. Uh, but we're going to do it our own way. And we saw how, like, when they tried to do it, something that they had, there was competing opinions with Solo, oh, yeah. they got Star kicked Wars out, Story, right? Yeah. Uh, so same thing with him, where I think it's kind of like, DC is obviously kind of in a, in a place where they're like, have at it. Right. <laughs> do, do what you want. And I think yeah. that's perfect for him. I actually think this movie's going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited for this. And uh, do you think, which characters do you think will be coming back and which uh, new characters do you think we could see? I mean, they'll, they'll prob- I wouldn't be surprised if, if the one thing the studio is pushing is for Harley Quinn to be yeah. the, the center of, right. of the piece. She's a real breakout from the first one. For yeah, sure. I think that we're going to struggle to see the Joker come back um, because there'll have been other Joker films. It's just weirder. He's honestly one of the weirder parts of that. Yeah, movie. I don't think you need the Joker in a Suicide Squad movie. I think that was a misstep with the first one. Yeah, we'll get Amanda Waller again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's the one thing that needs to stay. It's a rotating group of criminals, but Amanda Waller is always the one put together. Usually Deadshot's there, right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping that they they let him uh, let him off. Yeah. And- retire yeah. yeah uh well let's know what you think about this in the comments below uh but who should be in the new suicide squad yeah yeah, yeah. who should the new suicide squad lineup be uh and philip what's some other news that you heard this week There's some uh, stuff just that came catching out, right? us up i guess uh the screenwriter of uh dr strange uh is it c c robert cargo yeah yeah uh he's coming back uh which is fantastic oh, great. because yeah. i think that he actually 
it like nailed that weird tone of like yeah. that Doctor Strange energy. He and Scott Derrickson have a real good partnership. Yeah, yeah. so uh, he's coming back to do the sequel, uh, Doctor Strange even stranger yeah dr stranger yeah uh, squeakle uh yeah. there you go dr stranger yeah. uh john favreau also posted a behind the scenes picture uh from the mandalorian and this oh. is what we were alluding to earlier it kind of looks like r2d2 might have a girlfriend because yeah. uh, this droid has little accents of pink yeah another astromech uh, uh yeah. squeeze it feels like they went R2. out of their way to make it seem like you know uh, uh, not, not, it's not very 2019 but this is a whole different uh, right. this was long long ago so maybe pink means like feminine or whatever I don't know that it means that now but uh, it feels like they're purposely saying this is a girl droid this mm-hmm. is a girl I think PB-8 is also a girl but most people don't know that oh is that yeah oh I didn't uh, know that. oh that's canon uh, but uh, over here, uh, it did remind me of that, um, the actual R2-D2 uh, similar droid that was pink, that was in Force Awakens. Oh, right, yeah. But that was more of a, for a fan, yeah, I it was think. A, it was yeah. like a make-a-wish A terminally ill fan yeah. who, yeah, it was like a special, it's a yeah, beautiful, this seems sweet like story. It but, might just be like yeah. a, a sweet girlfriend or a long-lost sister or just a platonic friend, which yeah. is also fine. Or a maybe, gender-neutral boy, one yeah. who doesn't let uh, colors define, yeah. maybe? Or maybe a, a, uh, a his boss. <laughs> right. Because women yes. make great leaders, too. Yep. Listen to these two cucks. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> what, what else we got? Um, oh, uh, speaking of, of uh, powerful women, Birds of Prey gave us uh, some uh, more pictures. And, well, we, they're just, like, sneaky set photos or whatever. Oh, yeah. But you can actually see, if you were looking at this picture, it's uh, a... Moment where Harley Quinn looks dressed like uh, when Elvis had his like cowboy style, which oh, like, show Vegas energy, Elvis, yeah, his, yeah, his Vegas style. Uh, so she's got that look, and she's <laughs> inside of a place of exotic animals, which I mean, they're like Starbucks. These stores are on every street. Uh, oh, yeah. Murray's exotic animals, I think. It's Murray, yeah, <laughs> grab uh, that boa constrictor. What Bill doing all, all the time. But what is exciting about that is that it could mean that we are uh, going to meet her hyenas, uh, her little pair of hyenas, uh, Bud and Lou, uh, which in my head, I'm imagining are just going to be Whoopi Goldberg voice. (laughs) And Cheech Marin. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, What I'm scared they're going to do is it's going to have like, I don't know, like a bebop and rock steady energy. (laughs) But I think if they just make them like some vicious hyenas and just leave it at that, that'll be a fun reference. CGI the hyenas or do we uh, use puppeteers or live animals? Oh uh, no, CGI hyenas can't put our working actor hyenas like out, out of work. I mean, would that lead to cruelty toward hyenas? Because they're so annoying. They're just they're gonna bad things are gonna happen to those. You hyenas. just don't like people laughing at you. Yeah, I, I prefer it. I yeah. prefer it. So speaking of, uh, <laughs> you have a comedy show uh, tonight, but yeah. uh, uh, we'll, <laughs> what? Oh yeah. God! Oh, yeah. This is one of uh, your nightmares. Yeah, who was this monster behind her in the back? If, if you're listening to the podcast, there's like a figure with like two glowing That's golden the eyes. Hair and makeup person. And why do they have <laughs> terrifying eyes? Like uh, when you shine a light into the woods and you see raccoons looking back at you. That's what we're seeing here. That means you have a soul. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, whenever you see, I was worried. Yeah. I was worried. Uh, well, now comes the time to uh, move on to our New York Stars news lightning round. Uh, you know how this works. Um, you guys tweet us questions. Uh, I'm going to fire them at Philip and at myself, and we have to answer uh, as quickly without hesitation as possible. Are we ready? 
My heartbeat is racing. All right, here we go. Uh, for me, um, at Blackstang1302 wants to know, will James Rhodes be at the airplane base in Captain Marvel as Carol Danvers' love interest mm. like in the comics? Does the timeline work out? James, Rhodey would be pretty young, unless you're talking about in the modern times. No, uh, I think I think it does work out. I mean, if we go with the Don Cheadle version, he's like yeah. fifty, right? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I got. But in the nineties, uh, and if she was, uh, we, we don't know when three. she was missing too. Yeah. Uh, in the eighties, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if he would have been old enough, unless you talk about they they start dating and she doesn't really age now. That lightning. She yeah, lightning. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say um, no. I don't think so. Uh, Philip at Nutslot Meerkat. Oh, Nutslot. <laughs> <laughs> so Nutslot. Uh, so how would you get someone who knows nothing about Batman hooked? Ooh, who knows nothing about Batman? This is a person who doesn't know language or how to feed themselves. This is a person you found in the woods. Like, yes, take you them found to a feral hospital. person, and uh, the only thing you want to tell them about is Batman. Yeah, <laughs> and then just give them uh, Batman Year One. Uh, yeah. Or, or uh, uh, honestly, like even Dark Knight Returns, like even though it starts like like so much later in the career, yeah. but honestly, like j- just a, one of the good solid graphic novels will, will do it. Or no, wait, uh, they're Long they're learning maybe? English. Have them learn English. So I learned English from Sesame Street. Have them learn English from the animated series. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's a good answer. Go. Um, I mean, uh, at Aaron Lee with a bunch of numbers wants to know if Doctor Strange keeps a list of all beings in the universe that may be a threat to Earth. Why do you think he didn't know about Thanos when Hulk crash landed? in Infinity War I don't know if his list is complete I know he's keeping like we're talking about in Thor Ragnarok yeah, his collection's when, complete yeah uh, he didn't he had a list of things and that's why he didn't want Loki on on the planet I mean it doesn't mean that he knows all right he's not yeah. omniscient but also plot hole because right? like, yeah cause, that Thanos is, is hugely famous in the gosh I don't know and I'll say that like uh Strange seemed to have a bit of knowledge about who Thanos and the Infinity Stones and what mm. the Infinity Stones were, who they were, um, when Banner got there because he was help. He was kind of tag teaming with Banner to Stark that whole yeah, well, debrief he, on what uh, <laughs> Thanos is. He knew is. that he had one, right? So, yeah. like, how else would he know about the Infinity Stones if he hasn't done some research? Yeah, I guess he just didn't go like, "You're on my list." Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Philip at Martin oh. Pitt wants to know which obscure Batman villain would you like to see in any of the new upcoming DC related movies? Ooh, obscure. Uh, 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 well, we talked about Hush, but that's not very obscure. Um, uh, uh, Zaz, maybe? Zaz is coming to Birds of Prey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He would uh, be. That would be my guess or my answer too. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Clayface hasn't really shown up live Clayface action. Clayface has well, been my pitch for, so, yeah. for so many things, but it's it's. It feels like maybe they just can't get the CGI right or something. Right, Lightning. Yeah. Lightning. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, at Obi One Baloney wants to know yeah. what is Batman's favorite Obi. show to binge watch on Netflix. I don't work for Netflix. What's Batman's favorite show? Maybe Punisher. He might be the one thing he kind of relates to his tortured soul, who's a vigilante. Incorrect. It's Marie Kondo. He's cleaning up the streets. <laughs> I think because his uh, Batcave is so organized. And she's uh, adorable. She sparks yeah. joy for him. Yeah. Uh, Philip, uh, Aaron Lee, coming back, um, wants to know if Doctor Strange keeps a li- Oh, it's the same question. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. That's the, well, same question to you. Um, how I, do you I think, think I answered it. You, you answered it at the same time. Uh, yeah. Thank you for firing all these questions at us. Uh, and continue to keep those questions coming we always love hearing from you guys yeah and start dropping them also in the uh uh himalaya uh, app and we'll try to get to them on there too yes uh and now comes the time for a 15 second shout out uh philip and i each have 15 seconds to shout out plug or ramble about anything we want uh philip do you got something 
Uh, well, well, I mean, I'm mostly just gonna give it to you for for your time. Uh, okay. But uh, I just check out my favorite murder fun podcast. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think by the time you're listening to this, my um, my show will have already gone. I'm mm-hmm. doing a live monthly show every first Friday of the month. Uh, Philip will be the one we're about to do right after this. But uh, um, follow me on Twitter, and you'll you'll see for the next date. The one thing I want you to watch. I just tweeted this like uh, the day before yesterday. It's a BBC Science video about anthropologists who are studying like um, the voice, the vocal cords of Neanderthals, and uh, it's just this weird clip of a woman's like, "Oh, it was squatter." Well, I have Elliot here, and she brings an actor and just to reproduce the sound of what a Neanderthal would sound like and he's dead yeah, serious I saw this. but, it, but give yeah. us a snippet well it's like a Neanderthal count or Neanderthal Ed, Ed, Elliot count to three he goes one two three now make it higher because they have they had a higher voice Neanderthals is there and he goes one two three and already I'm like I'm in I love with this and, and it just keeps going it keeps and there, no one breaks and by the end of it he's going like in her face and no one's laughing except me I'm dying laughing and then they do some crazy the uh, horror imagery at the end to transform him into a Neanderthal. It's uh, it's amazing why this was presented as a fact thing when it's clearly a comedic one. <laughs> Great, that's your fifteen seconds. Fifteen shout seconds, out. fifty second shout out. Yeah, that would... I deferred my Check time it out. To. Oh, it's it was my favorite thing that I've seen in a month. Uh, for that, Eric, what's our answer to our trivia oh, question? Yes, let's return to that. Okay, so here's a gift of shame: uh, steak, uh, steaks. Uh, so Again, question. if you're listening on the podcast, uh, the stakes of this are that we have to act out something silly, uh, and you can follow us on social media at New Rockstars to find it at some point, and uh, you'll see uh, whether or not uh, who won, I guess, and what okay, embarrassing well, thing we had to do. The question was, what is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time? Um, and uh, we both said the same thing. Passion, Passion of, of the, the Christ. Christ, which is a correct answer. Uh, it also says Deadpool would also be accepted if necessary. It's a highest grossing international film. Passion of the Christ, highest grossing domestic film. Yeah. Um, well, we What does that won. say about our culture, uh, that Passion of the Christ and Deadpool are the... Uh, it says that one half of culture likes to ship people to movies and buses to show their support for things. And uh, the other half um, will watch people getting shot in the face over <laughs> and over again. Uh, yeah. But also had a great marketing Try to guess campaign. which movie we're talking about. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not as obvious as you did think. Yeah. Deadpool fans get shipped in buses. Yeah. Um, and well, guns. So uh, what would you like to do? Should, should we both be punished as a result of this? All right. Should we do a gift of shame together? Yep. Each do a different one? Uh, no. That okay, won't we'll make any sense one. to anyone. Um <laughs> Okay, so what Philip and I have to do, uh, someone mispronounced Arya, or Arya, oh, and God, you mean. want to correct them so bad it hurts. Okay, so... so that's how we should read the goodbyes. So, is, uh, that's no, uh, our, our producer who is sitting uh, uh, across from us is telling us that, that it's incorrect. The way we will do it is we will stand up and okay. we will uh, just try to correct someone while feeling the pain of not doing it. We want oh, to, but sure. we can't. All right. Uh, and we'll do that for a second, and then we'll uh, give our, our goodbyes. Yeah. Uh, this is really great content for you on the podcast. So also, check us out on YouTube, too. Uh, just listen to the... You know, I... Oh! Uh, it's, it's not... Um, it's not... Uh, um, sure, it's uh, fine that you like that her. Uh, that character. How about Sansa? Uh, no, that is just how like uh, I, how much uh, length and width uh, multiply it is, uh, the way you're saying that. Yeah, that's area. Oh, just, uh, Americans. Uh, Americans. 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 Um, Ameria. Uh, thank you. 
Thank you. Thank this you. Is, yes. This has been the gift yes. of shame. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. What a time uh, to be alive. Hey. And now use that gift uh, in any situation. I'm sure it'll make sense. I want to make our facial expressions spoke yeah. volumes. There you go. Thank you for watching. For this week's episode of uh, New Rockstars Debrief or listening, if you're listening to us over the podcast. Uh, and I want to thank Philip Molina and uh, myself. You can find Philip on Twitter at FEMA. You can find me at EA Boss. And of course, subscribe to us at New Rockstars on Twitter. Uh, follow us at Twitter and subscribe to this channel on YouTube and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, but preferably Himalaya because they uh, they help us in so many ways. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Leave comments on the podcast. Leave comments on our channel. Um, talk to us. We love hearing from you. Give me one more thing to do. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone. And uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.